Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, it is all about Hasbro PulseCon, the virtual convention that Hasbro held this past weekend. We're going to be talking about all of the announcements that came out of that, some of the behind-the-scenes tidbits, uh, our uh, interpretations of what this panel meant for the future of of the Hasbro brand uh, using Ghostbusters. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the Ecto that's uh, revealed. We're going to talk about the Ghost Popper, so don't sweat it. Uh, Lots of Hasbro talk coming up. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Tell me about this again. So you, it was like a blind bag thing that you got at Spencer's or, or at the Spirit Halloween. Yeah, uh, they're not keychains because keychains denote that looped ring at the end. Rather, it's those tiny little um, metal clips. Yeah, kind of uh, like charms or something. Or yeah, the, basically. Yeah. And they're uh, they're cute little rubberized figures. So everything's been designed so that they're slightly flat. If that makes any sense, yeah. So if you oh, took I mean, like a Funko, yeah, you don't want them to be yeah. bulky and yeah, well, I crazy. don't even think these yeah. are for keys. They're they're more for like clipping onto backpacks. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I got uh, some last year, and I picked some up this time, not realizing until I looked at the back, and it's it's right there. Spirit Halloween's um, logo is right on huh. it. It's an exclusive for the Spencer. Gifts company, ah, and you which so you, Spencer you gifts either own Spirit or Spirit owns Spencer's gifts. I can't remember which. But. <laughs> it could go either way. Who knows at this point who owns what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't keep track anymore. Yeah. Um, so you got an Egon. That was. Uh, but I had some technical difficulties and you were opening one and yes. had to start over. But uh, you you opened it up and got an Egon. That's cool. Oh, it, it didn't need recording. Yeah, I got an Egon. Um, they're kind of they're nice. kind of neat. So yeah, Spirit Halloween just to check out. Um, yeah, all the stuff's out, all the Ghostbusters stuff's out. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun, but uh, all the yeah. stuff from the last couple of years is there. And, I mean, aside uh, from, like, the badge and the couple, of, like, jackets and sweatshirts and stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't see the sweatshirts. The jackets, I only saw them in kids' sizes. Uh, but they had, like, the jumpsuits and all that, and the the spirit packs. They had lots of those. Nice. And the PKA meters and the goggles gloves belts it's basically all the accessories were there oh walkie talkie they had a bunch of those uh slimer socks stay pop socks those those i almost bought was very tempted uh yeah the socks have been what have can they keep kind of enticing me a little bit it's like uh, between uh the element socks because elements got a couple yeah. pairs of socks that i'm like oh those those look pretty fun um i mean they're just the logo with the element kind of outline thing on them but uh yeah spirits spirits got those slimer ones too that are kind of funny i'm not well designed for socks as it turns out my calf muscles are are (laughs) built built like i'm supposed to be like uh preparing for the world's strongest man competition (laughs) 
like when I was going, when I was uh, go before pre-COVID, and actually I heard a, I heard a, a morning uh, drive time host referred. Somebody said pre-COVID, and she went pre-co, and I'm like, yeah, pre that's what I'm saying from now on. So pre-co, <laughs> when I was going to the gym regularly, um, there was a yeah, there was a deadlift uh, club that would be there at similar times. They'd all just sit around going, it was very uncomfortable. I've never been, obje well, technically my calf muscles were objectified. But anyways, <laughs> so yeah, socks, socks are not like, socks are designed in tubes. My leg is designed like a giant leg of ham. That's uh, basically yeah, what it is. Shape. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so I can either cannot get it up and over the, the muscle or I get it up over the muscle. And when it's up there, then the leg decides to go, well, fine. We just won't supply blood to the rest of your leg then. <laughs> and then that's uncomfortable. So. And then your legs are asleep. I, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say the phrase, I'm not built for socks, too. That was... Uh, I am not... Well, there's a first a for you. For I'm me. not built for socks. <laughs> I'm not built for socks. I'm barely built for uh, those electric smart vehicles. Um, <laughs> yeah, what are the things that might not be... <laughs> Built for yeah, oh half happens. the rides at the ferry go the, the the at any given amusement park nope yeah uh, no I am not built I am not built for those well I mean what maybe try try the Slimer socks I, I, I'm just this is just me egging you on uh, well yeah well let's put it this way if Slimer distorts as he like climbs up <laughs> a giant collection of. <laughs> He's, of lift levers. Oh god! He's, Biomechanical. Uh, uh, the brain gremlin, uh, <laughs> Slimer, just the in huge, yeah, uh, the exactly. cranium uh, on top of his head. Um, but uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah. that was. That's, that I've Halloween hasn't started, but steps have been taken. Let's put it that way. I mean, that's I. I feel like because we, we decorated at the beginning of September because why not? Um, but uh, I did notice like Vink Maniac on uh, our Instagram account. He's already decked out the entirety of his uh, exterior of his house with like, you know, laser projection and uh, yeah. all sorts of cool stuff. Um, so yeah, the, the season is upon us. I wish I could get into a spirit Halloween store. I, I know they're open in like the orange County, like some of the outlying counties uh, here in Los Angeles, uh, you can get into one, but yeah, well, um, yeah, the best part about spirit Halloween is of all the stores by their very nature, they are so spread out inside. <laughs> you can, true. It, it doesn't matter how busy it is. You can be 12 feet away from people. I, like I it's mean, just, it feels like that would be the case, especially if like it's in the husk of a Toys R Us or something like that. But a lot of them yeah. out here are inside like old warehouse music's uh, tower records, you know, like record stores oh. that were very close quarters. Uh, so oh, that's not so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's one that I usually go to, and it's in an old. Uh, I think it was a Sam Goody. Um, well, no, it was a Sam Goody, and then it was a warehouse. Anyway, it was a record store, and then it became another record store, and now it's empty for you know ten months out of the year and becomes a Spirit Halloween store. Um, yeah, but it's 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 small. It does have kind of the layout that you can. I'm sure that they've if they're open right now. I haven't driven past in a long time, uh, but they probably can do it. Um, yeah, it's the, yeah. they're they're starting to adopt some uh, Christmas. Uh, Christmas capitalism uh, habits, which is to say that those things, they never used to open until like uh, October started. And I don't know if it's just like the weird timing of when the, let's see here. So when does October start? Next Thursday? Yeah, we're coming this up on Thursday, it. This Thursday, rather? Yeah, this Thursday this one you listen drops? to this. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know if they just don't like starting in the, that, that seems like a perfectly good time to open on a Thursday. Like, but uh, no, this, yeah. this time they're like, they, and they've been open since mid-September, right? So they're slowly, but surely, they've just decided, what's going to stop us? <laughs> Labor Day? <laughs> Let's do some back to school sales and open up in August or July. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, whatever. Whatever. Well, strange, strangely enough, having a Halloween store open, uh, uh, sizable fraction of the year annoys me far less than Christmas stuff being on sale oh, for a no, sizable totally. fraction or, of the year. Yeah, like on uh, Magnolia Boulevard up in Burbank, Halloween Town, which is open 365 days of the year. Uh, and and God love them because they always have the coolest stuff. But yeah, I think, I wonder if it's a, I know you keep trying to bring us back on track and I'm just going to keep wandering off. Damn you. I, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of wonder if it's because, I don't know, we, whether we like it or not, even though Halloween is its own specific thing and a part of the, like we watch horror movies and scary stuff. Like, yeah. you know, Netflix drops their thrillers and all that all year long. We're used to scary stuff all year round, but man, if they dropped like a Hallmark uh, Christmas movie, like in August, we'd, oh, we'd riot. It's like, no. <laughs> Stop with the Christmas in July. What? I don't know if it's the, the association with snow or like it's, it's, you drop something <laughs> like in, in July and we're like, eh, we're not buying it. But if you drop like, you know, a Halloween movie in like June, we're like, yeah, okay, I can All roll right, Yeah, sure. Fine. I, I can watch, yeah. I can watch spooky movies any day of the year. Yeah. Uh, Ground, grounds covered with leaves because everything's dried and dead or leaves fall on the ground because it's fall. It's one or the other, really. So. <laughs> Anyhow, Anyhow, so let's get let's get to this episode where there's absolutely nothing to nothing, talk about because nothing, talk nothing about. happened. Yes. Uh, well, so so here's the thing: we're recording on Saturday night, uh, which eating into my Columbo reruns time. Come on, here. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding about the Columbo reruns. That's that's my Saturday night now. Um, I've never been more proud of you, actually. I'm, oh I'm te- God, I love watching Columbo now. It's it's amazing. Um, oh, I. Pro- promised i wouldn't cry i'm tearing up a little bit man i don't know what to tell you uh but we're doing it for good reason uh hasbro pulse con uh, has come and passed and uh we're going to be kind of running through (laughs) yes the the, we'll do the whole we'll do the meat of the order it will probably take us uh just enough time uh to talk about it as it actually took to unfold uh which (laughs) my goodness it was very lengthy um but uh so so the other thing that i thought we could talk about you you have a spangler uh neutrona on now too right i do oh okay fantastic so we'll, we'll save that we can talk about that at the end because i yeah like a big well, I, dopey idiot I have, made a video but you and i haven't gotten to talk about it yet i have an open mind yet <laughs> it just barely arrived all right well then we have plenty of PulseCon stuff let's save that we'll talk yeah, about the wand for uh next next week then yeah 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 um but so we'll, we'll jump into it we won't even do the news segment let's just keep rolling here because um I, I do want to dive into it. I know that there have been a lot of a lot of thoughts, a lot of conversation topics, a lot of mm-hmm. uh, perhaps roadblocks, perhaps letdowns, perhaps uh, exuberance, because there were some people that were super over the moon about this. So I know we have a lot to talk about. So uh, PulseCon started bright and early this morning. Uh, I tuned day in. Day two. Day this two, is day two. Day That's two right. started today. Yeah, day, day one was um, it was like all of the Marvel and Star Wars uh, hoopla, and then day two, uh, Saturday as we record this today, uh, was GI Joe, Power Rangers, Transformers, uh, and Ghostbusters. Um, and the Ghostbusters <laughs> segment is what we will only be talking about. I know that uh, go to yes have some. Uh, Mr. Ryan Dole uh, joined uh, Craig and Abby to talk about. All of the brands, they had a lot of fun with the G.I. Joe comments. I just watched part of that uh, before we started recording, and it was it's hilarious. So go check that out. But 
Um, Ghostbusters started a little late um, because they were running behind as many live events do. This was this was 100% for the most part Asterix live uh, because there were pre-recorded segments that they kept throwing to. But uh, John Cena really stumbled through his tenacious D interview and that was indicative that it was live because the host disappeared and John Cena had to jump in and it just went off the rails. The question should have been like, who's your favorite Marvel character? And it was like, so tell me about the road boys. <laughs> it, got, it got very interesting. Um, so yeah, after the tenacious D uh, performance, we jumped into ghostbusters and uh, that's where we'll start. So the introduction was from uh, two Hasbro employees, uh, both from the marketing and design uh, segment Bill of the company. Pam. Bill and Pam. No, um, not from marketing. Bill is a Bill is a designer, w- right? Yeah, and and Pam was from marketing. Um, so you know, uh, two fans, <laughs> two fans, be- maybe be- question mark. <laughs> Because they had their first names on the name tag, people in the chat kept calling them Bill Bill and Pam Pam. <laughs> Which I don't think is fair because you and I both know some people do put nicknames or first names on the on the tag name tags. But yes, yeah, strictly it's speaking, it's for last name. So uh, so we'll forever uh, lovingly call them. <laughs> Bill, Bill, and Pam, Pam. It's I, I get it. I mean, I when I was putting together the lower third uh, for the the YouTube video that I put up, I did have Benjamin on there, and it just looked really weird. It looked like I was IDing myself as Benjamin, being my first name. So uh, anyway, there you go. I, I can't fault them for it. Um, so so they were our hosts, our MCs uh, throughout the entirety of the thing, um, and uh, they really tried. I don't, you know, the two. The two things that I have noticed about Hasbro PulseCon was that they really leaned into their um, staff members, which makes a whole lot of sense, especially working from home right now. They probably wanted mm-hmm. to give them the work, feed them uh, what they could to do. So um, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't really um, I, I, there were a lot of criticisms about the hosts, and I, I really didn't lean into that quite as much uh, just no. because I gave them the benefit of the doubt. It was like, look, th- these are Hasbro employees. They're having they're having a ball. Uh, Bill was incredibly nervous. At one point he held up a figure and you could see like his hands were shaking. And I actually felt pretty bad for poor Bill, but a uh, small aside about Bill, he slimed himself at one point and that's not a euphemism. Um, have they, it, 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 I'm trying to remember toy fair. Did, any of those things they showed, they had a slime there. They didn't had they? a like, slime. They had like the little containers of slime that they were showing. And, and maybe that's, that's a good segue into it is there was a lot shown at toy fair that we had no sight of at all in this, yeah. uh, which was very straight. I was expecting at least like the product photos and stuff like that, that we saw at toy fair, just sort of as a, Hey, reminder, this is all the stuff that should have come out this year and is now coming out TBD 2021. Um, yeah, it so was, I, um, think, I think that <clears throat> probably was the slime. It looked like it, I, it was a lot sort of like thicker than the ectoplasm that was in the Kenner line, but, um, I yeah, <laughs> well, I think that's some sort of, <laughs> FDA changes over the last 30 yes. years more than anything. Oh man. <laughs> like, let's let's just say the generation before us, a little too much lead in their paint. Uh <laughs> and our generation, uh those slimes, some question marks suppressed. Uh, yeah. But uh <laughs> anyhow. Anyhow. Um, uh so yeah, so they they kind of did an intro. There was a a goofy, you know, hashtag <laughs> proton stream thing that they did multiple times that uh Okay. Yeah, I, and this 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 brings up something. Uh, I, I know you're gonna bring it. Uh, you had asked questions, people sending questions, stuff like that. I was chatting on and off with Mr. Kevin Lim, uh, 
and he pointed out it didn't feel like they knew what demographic they were talking to necessarily at this thing. That's a really good point. That uh, and, and and was very clear and very abundantly clear throughout the Ghostbusters panel. Yeah. So yeah, so so I mean we're gonna dig into it, but the Ghostbusters panel was a mix of the a high end collector's item, but then like a a, a broadband mainstream uh, kid role play toy. Uh, and they sent the copy for it and it's like, every collector will definitely want. And it's like, I don't know if the collectors are going to jump all over the popper, but, uh, fans with kids, but that's not kind of how they skewed it. And then, and then they had, yeah, they had these weird little hashtag games and I'm, uh, which worked. I mean, I was watching hashtag games. Like when Slimer popped up and they were yelling like hit hashtag proton stream. She was like, daddy do it. And I'm like, I'm no, I'm doing other stuff. Okay. Uh, Well, let's, let's just, let's just, how old is your daughter? Two. Yeah. So the two year old loved it. And how many two year olds did they figure were going to be watching this? Well, and I I get it. It's a, it's a challenge, especially with Hasbro because, well, I mean, it's a challenge with the toy industry as a whole. They're catering toward kids who toys are you know designed for let's make no mistake about it but they're also yeah. catering to us collectors and to us 30 40 50 year olds uh oh, who yeah. are out there you know wanting to collect these things wanting to spend our money um and and have a totally different uh perspective on things so i i get it i get that they were trying to straddle that yeah. line and and here's something for the kids here's something for the adults um which it, yeah it, it, i mean given how much time they had to fill too, it made a whole lot of sense. It was like, all right, well, this segment is not for me. I can just kind of tune my brain out. That's when I'm going to hop onto Twitter and give people some updates as to what's happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so, so just really quick, the cliffs notes of, of what happened. There were two big reveals. There was the ghost popper, as you mentioned, which is the, um, original, yeah. yeah, Uh, you know, coming back to the, uh, real ghostbusters Kenner line and the role-playing, uh, toy section, um, a little different. It's uh, blue uh, again. Going back to FDA, this is probably a uh, like FCC uh, children's safety uh, type of thing where can't have things that are black that look like guns anymore that are sold as toys. Um, so I, I get why they changed the the body of it to blue, and we can yeah. talk about that later. Um, and then the other reveal was the uh, Ecto One from Ghostbusters Afterlife in a one sixteenth scale, one eighteenth scale. I knew yeah. I was going to get it wrong. Um, and, uh, that popped up, <laughs> popped up and was gone in 10 I seconds. I should have just said no and then let you keep guessing <laughs> until you got one twenty four. No. One seventeen. No. And <laughs> a million. Um, so yeah, so those, those were the yeah. big reveals and we knew that we knew that there were reveals coming. I thought there was going to be a whole lot more, especially that they leaned into some things and I'm like, here it comes, here comes the big, nope, they're moving on. Okay. That's weird. Um, so, so at any rate, so chronologically going through the panel, uh, yeah. Bill and Pam kick things off talking about how excited Hasbro is about, uh, having the license. They introduced the, the, it was also like a mix of like, it's national ghost hunter day, all you ghost hunters. So we're going to bring the ghosts of past, present and future in and like, wait, what? I'm lost. I, I get that you're trying to script this and it's just like, just tell me what's going on. Um, so the ghost of Ghostbusters past, which is really weird to say that they introduced was Ernie Hudson, uh, mm-hmm. who came in for a pre-taped segment, um, where if you, uh, watch the, uh, containment unit slash yes, have some interview with Ernie Hudson, he is currently quarantining in a hotel room in Santa Clarita and he is most definitely not in a hotel room in Santa Clarita and 
his video. He's in yeah. a wonderfully beautiful house uh, that you know looks looks like probably Ernie Hudson's uh, main home. But uh, so uh, uh, Ernie, there actually wasn't a whole lot there. I mean, it was kind of the run of the mill questions about you know interacting with fans, um, you know, talking about how um, how it's how Ghostbusters has meant a lot to him. How it's the one role that people keep coming to. Just a few small anecdotes in there. I know you picked up, Chris, on that at one point he considered shaving his head for Ghostbusters 2. Somebody asked the question about why he doesn't have a mustache in, in Ghostbusters yes. 2, which is my favorite go-to. I didn't ask it. Don't don't point fingers at me. Um, Ironically, when they knew they were taking fan questions, in my brain said, if you could ask, I was like, I have no time or energy to dive in and try to get a question asked. But if I could ask Ernie a question, what would it be? And part of me yeah. was like, why did you shave your mustache yeah, for the it. second one? So when this person asked, I was like, I'm in. I, I accept. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that so he, he some, could have well, had a shaved yeah. head uh, for Ghostbusters 2, which would have been cool. Very um, space huntery. Very space I, hunter. I went, I went yeah. back. I Listen out there, kids. If you haven't watched Space Hunter, it's terrible, but you should still see it. Go watch it. Yeah, again, um, because of all of the the DNA that it shares with Ghostbusters, all of the well, creative crew and people that the did. soundtrack will be very Elmer Bernstein esque. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, is it an Elmer Bernstein one? I, or am I getting confused? I think it with is. Yeah, slips? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Anyways, uh, the other thing, and this one, I kind of like did the the mild eye roll. People were like, when he said he got to keep a jumpsuit from. Uh, all of all the Ghostbusters films. Yeah, that phrasing started a, a bit of debate, <laughs> semantic debate. I'm like, just put this one away, kids. Like this. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, <sighs> I did latch on to that. He said he spent X amount of months in his flight suit, and he felt like he'd become a part of it, so he he took it home. But I do seem to recall that Ernie didn't have a suit for the longest time, at least from the first movie. I, I know fans actually made him a suit, however long ago it was. Uh, Suit so, or the the pack? pack. I it was well, there was the a pack. pack. Yeah, there was you know uh, Sean Bishop and Brian and those guys made him a pack, but he yeah. he had kind of like a suit that was not exactly accurate, and I think somebody was like, "Hey, Ernie, I made this for you here." Maybe, yeah. Um, but uh, but, but everybody I mean, got yeah. all excited. Does this mean we get to see them in uniform again? And I'm kind of like, that was not exactly an unsafe bet to begin I with. Was so say, like, there, there's there's a very <laughs> safe bet that we're going to see at least you know that the. the at least Ernie and and Bill, uh, Dan would suit up. I think all th- I think it's a safe bet we see all three of them in, in jumpsuits. But yeah, um, it could be now, and it could be flashback. I mean, there's just so much. I, again, I I don't for such a short interview and such a small toss away. I was like, please let's not. <laughs> let's yeah, just... and and again, it could be something too that sounds good in a story. You know, which Ernie yeah. and and a lot of people are are kind of apt to do when they're in these types of interviews where they're talking about something that happened 35 plus years ago. It's like, yeah, I took home my wardrobe you know it just is one of those stories that maybe he did maybe didn't that's fine um yeah i okay let's point out we had to get up not early but on saturday morning this thing was like at 10 50 it's like i had already been up for five hours sir so i had yeah exactly (laughs) i was not like my sleep schedule has been totally off so i like i i'm sleeping in and even then, I was like, all right, I'll get up a, an hour before. Okay, half an hour. Before. 
10 minutes beforehand. Right so, as it starts. So yeah. I'm half asleep. It's, it's like one of the questions was, what is your favorite line? And I'm sitting there sipping coffee going, the ones they didn't give to Bill Murray. Uh, yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad we're not recording right now. And then I went ahead and said, <laughs> said it just now. So, you know, I'm I, capricious that way. There, there, The honesty gloves really did come off at FanFest uh, and... But we'll we'll we can talk <laughs> about that later. Fanfest two, <laughs> Fan yeah, Fest exactly. Two. So anyway, so yeah, Ernie again, not a whole lot of big revelations. He did sort of repeat the the same uh, boilerplate speaking points that he's had about Ghostbusters Afterlife is that he didn't believe it until he was actually there on the set, and when he did, he sort of felt like he was going back to. Um, a special time in his uh, life and that it was very emotional for him uh, to, to be on that film set. So uh, you know, it's, it's the safe sort of PR way of him being able to talk about the movie without d- divulging any secrets or information that people don't want us knowing uh, quite yet. So n- nothing really there. I thought I was convinced that we were going to get one reveal in each one of these segments. So, okay, classic line, we're going to get something with, you know, the original Ghostbusters, another plasma series, um, some, some sort of a real, maybe like a, a Ghostbusters 2 Winston Zeddemore that's a, a PulseCon exclusive or something. Because again, you've got Ernie Hudson there. He's talking about Ghostbusters 2. I, I was convinced there was going to be something and then there there wasn't. Then they were like, mm-hmm. okay, and moving along, we're going to now introduce our Kenner lineup and it's like, oh, that's that was, that that to me was the first sort of like this is not exactly what I expected it to be, um, and it kind of put my expectations in check. Um, yeah, and and I thought, okay, but you know the the real Ghostbusters panel, they're going to be talking about Kenner. We're going to get a, this is okay. Buckle up. This is where the big reveals are going to come. This is where I'm going to have to be. F- you know, uh, flying on social media, trying to keep up with all of the announcements like, Oh, we're going to get fright features, Egon and Winston in the first round. And then we're going to get Peter and written all the things that I thought were coming. Didn't end up happening. No. And a little bit of, um, they made it sound like Jason Raymond's here to talk about, uh, stuff from the, the toys from the new movie. And they kind of sold it as (laughs) maybe we'll get a little insight into the new movie. And it's like, Oh, it's the car that does the thing that we've seen. Uh, um, yeah. Although, yeah, don't want to skip ahead too much. He, the one thing he did drop, he's it, he made it very clear. It's like the car does more stuff, cool stuff that we haven't that seen we haven't yet seen. than yeah. just the gunner seat, and which is amazing. Like I said, I don't think a lot of people reacted to it, but I'm sitting here going, we all bought in on the idea that the new cool thing the car does is the gunner seat so that to even suggest that there's more i'm like but wait okay but wait there's more um yeah and there were i mean we can we can get into that because there were a couple sort of juicy things that jason very uh, sneakily put in there um but so i mean so so again chronologically we just we went straight into uh mark uh was it boudreau uh mark boudreau yes uh who was the kenner designer uh, original Kenner designer who worked on on the first line um, has now since retired. That was revealed in the in the panel, um, but uh, you know was certainly there to talk about the legacy. They really talked about the fright features, uh, hammering home how how much fun it was for the design team to come in and brainstorm those concepts, and then uh, hand it over to the engineers and the sculptors to try to figure out how it would actually work. Um, and again, like the emphasis on fright features, like this entire time, I know that they do have the fright features that are in the afterlife line that we saw at toy fair. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was convinced that the next wave of real Ghostbusters retro figures was going to be that first wave of the, the fright features, you know, the ones that we, the, the Egon with the missing blue tie and they were going to yeah. fix it so that the blue tie well, won't break again. Let's, let's, uh, stop there for a second. And cause it, <laughs> for something so short. It's all so weirdly tangled when we try to talk about it. I know. Um, yeah. So they went from the uh, uh, they moved to the uh, the the guy who overlaps Kenner and uh, Hasbro, and I can't remember his name right now. The uh, and as they were talking to him, he was it was quite obviously uh, uh, them working on new figures because you could see. Um, <laughs> Well, A, because it didn't look like VHS tape from 1984. <laughs> and two, you could see like, you know, like uh, the plasma stuff on the walls behind them and all that. So, yeah, that was the sculptor. That was the next the guy sculptor. that came up. Yeah. So he came up the, and was talking about sculpting things. Oh, well, which, here's the thing. Sorry, go ahead. He, I was going to say, he he said he was sculpting toys at Kenner in the 90s and he looks like he's my age. So I was kind of scratching my head like, what? Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> he so they showed him working on it and this was one of the areas where I got a little disappointed because they were talking to him and he talked a little bit about Kenner wax and all that which was the old days meanwhile they're showing us video of them hand sculpting uh, presumably the new figures which I was amazed by because I thought by this point we might have been dealing with like computer scanned and all that sort of like we don't know so here they are like still doing like the Dremel sculpting yeah, and stuff like yeah. that and I'm like I have so many questions and then I, I didn't even notice it at first somebody else on Twitter posted it and pointed out that, like I'm s- literally sat there and watched him do it as he's like fiddling with an eye that goes in and out of Slimer's uh, eyeball that's not the green ghost that they re released right. that is that is the 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 proton pack that was uh, the second Slimer wave Green Ghost. Slimer, the, yeah um uh that was, so it was dave was his name I, yes. I, I didn't catch his last name i don't even know if they mentioned it but so um, again kind of i guess we i guess we inadvertently got a look at <laughs> what's coming and the other thing is is uh like now i gotta go back because they were showing that he was sculpting on what looked like a winston uh, in two different scales, which is the other thing that I found a little strange. So now I'm kind of, uh, yeah, again, I mean, I'm like, do they hand sculpt and then scan? And then do they scale down and 3D print? I don't, tell us more about how they're done yeah, now. Like Jason, Jason at Ghostbusters News posted a couple of grabs of, of Dave at work, obviously now uh, doing the sculpting on, on the green ghost that you were talking about. And yeah, in the background, there's a couple of ghosts. It does look like maybe it's that Winston fright features figure. It's kind of tough to tell it. It could just be one of the main, uh, first wave guys. And then a couple of ghosts like that. I think we're in the later waves. It's tough. There's like a wing and then there's a a ghost with his tongue sticking out that, um, uh, I, I recognize, but I can't place. But so the question then is, is like, are we looking at something that they worked on and then passed? on for this initial release uh, or is which coming and they just didn't want to coming later yet? yeah exactly yeah, right like, so uh, that so yeah, that is kind of the head scratcher where there were things where it was like oh they're gonna announce something because they're talking about it and i'm seeing it and then they didn't announce it so it's sort of like maybe this is just our tease for for the fans again knowing that they had to straddle the lines between like the younger set and and the collectors for the collectors and the people who pour over each and every tiny detail and you and I notice like, wait, that's new footage and wait, that's not the green ghost that they just released at Walmart. I, I mean, maybe that's sort of like the sly, here's what's coming. 
Um, because they did mention that that first wave of retro figures was really expedited. They had to work super fast. And um, the one thing that I latched onto is they said that the, the Hasbro announcement was made in August and they were already well into development at that point because they had to start working on retooling things and sculpting things and getting the line yeah. ready before the announcement had happened. So they had to do it all on the, the sly. They had to be uh, in incognito purchasing uh, prototypes or whatever it was because they couldn't get into the archives, which was a strange uh, story. Yeah, um, that would that would make me laugh. He was kind of like, kind of hinted that, he didn't say outright, but it was very clear what he was hinting at. He's like, that they were buying up prototypes on the, on the, on the quiet so people wouldn't twig to it. But he used the phrase, you know, but can't say more about that. It's like, yeah, you were buying prototypes. We get it. You, I mean, you don't have to be really yeah. circumspect about it now. And yeah. It makes sense. Like the, I'm sure that the Kenner archives, you know, a lot of that stuff was probably either tossed or, you know, is now in the private collector market. So if they were trying to find, you know, mechanical prototypes, engineering prototypes that showed how certain things worked. Yep. Uh, they had to go to the collector market to find those. But yeah, uh, so yeah, think I, about that, Mister uh, Craig from Yes Have Some. <laughs> Twenty years from now, somebody's going to be like buying <laughs> off a buying off of you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, yeah, Craig, Craig is the archives at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean that that was it was cool in a sense that I didn't get to see the panel at FanFest where they talked about the the um, creation of the real Ghostbusters wave in, in 1986 and sculpting the figures and the fun that they had with the fright features and all of those anecdotes that I missed at FanFest, uh, I was able to hear on, on this panel, um, which was great. But then again, there was that sort of lead up to oh man, they're going to start showing me fright feature stuff. They were really leaning into the fright features. Mm-hmm. We got the sculptor talking about stuff and I'm seeing uh, green ghost with the proton pack. So they're going to announce that and that's going to be coming out in January or something. And then there was just kind of this like thud. And, and, and I say that, I say that with a, that was what it felt like to me. I mean, it's exciting news, but when they said that, and, and here's the ghost popper that's now going to be up on walmart.com on uh, you know, five o'clock for pre-order it, it was so out of left field because nobody talked about the role-playing toys. Um, I, I think there was a brief mention maybe of the proton pack and PKE. Um, but so, so we had built all of this stuff up about the figures and the fright features and, um, and then, and they're like, and here's the exclusive. It's the real ghostbusters retro ghost popper. Mm. Again, I don't, I, I am so excited that these retro figures and, and toys are continuing. So um, I don't want to be like, Oh, come on guys. Really? But, but at the same time, like that's not what I was expecting at all. I figured, Oh, at the very least it's going to be the Kenner Ecto one. I think you and I were placing bets as to what we thought they were going to announce. And I was like, you know, I think a reissue of the original Kenner Ecto one is probably next in the cards. Cause you got the figures, uh, a lot of people are going to want to buy that original Ecto. It's so hard to find a complete one that's in good shape now. That's what mm. they're going to do. Um, that was not what they did. Nope. Well, um, it's an Ecto, but... <laughs> well, there is an Ecto, but that's a different... That's that's coming. Um, so uh, at any rate, I, I got the Ghost Popper. I My daughter's going to love it. She, again, because mm-hmm. she was sitting there watching, she kept telling me, I want that, I want that. It was like she was Christmas shopping during this panel, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, the funny thing is I have two of the original ghost poppers, uh, back home. And when we go home for Christmas, she, she plays with them. So it's like, well, I guess now she can have hers and it'll be the blue one and it'll be nice and neat. And, um, but yeah, that, that was a, a quick and easy purchase for her. And 
uh, that's actually all I got. Funny enough, I wasn't able to get the Ecto, um, but we can talk about that here too. Uh, I don't. I, did I read too much into that, Chris? Like, I just it felt even when I was tweeting uh, updates on the CrossRip account, it just felt so strange that like Fright Features was the this huge focal point, and then there was nothing about Fright Features. Uh, well. I think all bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Uh, now that we're uh, uh, postco, no <laughs> Post- midco, we're midco. midco. <laughs> inco, um, inco, inco. Uh, just just because everything is up in the air. Like so, for example, they made the point. Uh, what was his name? Kevin of the design team. Um, talking about. Uh, the classic, you know, Kenner figures they did and all that. And they gave a shout out to their, um, what did he say? Their Singapore office or their, their far East, I think is how far he called east it. Is yeah. how he, our, yes. par- our partners in the far East. Our far yeah. east. Uh, no, he, well, he did call it office. So I think far he, East office that yeah, far East yeah. office. So it's not just partners. It actually is part of the, 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 the corporation. The point being is that they gave a specific shout out to the people that, you know, I don't think it's reading too much into it, uh, had to make factory stuff happen fast yeah, or different yeah. or change things around and all that. And I think we can, ex- you know, expand that. Here's the thing. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. It's quite possible there have, may have been things lined up that we will now not see <laughs> because yeah. things got shuffled around. They, they had their spreadsheets, they did the math and they said, and this is how we're going to do it. And then when everything shuffled, it's quite possible. A bunch of stuff just went, well, I guess we're not doing that anymore. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's totally feasible knowing that they were probably gearing up for the July launch of the movie. And then the August, September, October, November, pre holiday season to start getting product out there for Christmas. Yeah. Um, they, they probably were ramping up this huge <coughs> amount of production um, that not only had to stop down because of their safety for, for COVID and Singapore or China, wherever their, um, uh, their, uh, their factory is. Um, but then the studio was probably like, well, we don't want to put the product out either. So if you're not stopped down already, we want you to stop down. And then they said, okay, great. Well, we'll slot you in on my next available, uh, assembly, uh, on the calendar, which is in, you know, August of 2022. Like I'm sure that they've like mapped this stuff out so much, uh, so far in advance that, yeah, it, I'm sure that there were multiple wrenches thrown into the works. Um, yeah. but so that we may be seeing reflections of that in this event too, that, uh, timing wise, uh, stuff now be, that was on the table is off the table yeah. and things that would have been on the table normally are now, because the other thing, for example, is the movie would have been out by now for a couple of months. This would have been about the time they would have started announcing stuff like, guess what you could buy for Christmas? And now you're not buying it for Christmas. Yeah. you got to wait till March, right? Home so video release and a whole wave of products coming uh, with the home video release. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I part of me thinks that it's not impossible that, you know, the Ghostbusters showing at, cause this is the other thing you look at, cause people are going, why, why was Ghostbusters so light? Look at all this other stuff. Yeah. Cause all that other stuff doesn't have a movie, right? Yeah. Like, well, and, and um, it's a bigger, I mean, again, we, we love to uh, toot the horn of Ghostbusters cause this is a Ghostbusters podcast, but the following that Ghostbusters has compared to a, a GI Joe or a Transformers or a Star Wars is, 
Yeah, it's it's reliant and completely contingent upon that movie, um, and uh, which stinks to say. The the franchise obviously has legs because it's lasted this long, um, but. You know, yeah. the, if if I if I am a CEO or a CFO at a company and I have Transformers, GI Joe, Star Wars, and Ghostbusters, and I have to prioritize what's going through the production pipeline because now we can only do one at a time, or we can only do a, you know a yeah. quarter of the production that we possibly can because of COVID, uh, you got to prioritize the stuff that you know is going to sell more. Um, so yeah, so and I, like I said that. Just as a theory, that's nearly perfect because that means then you're looking at places where you need to cut. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to cut afterlife stuff because that's got a movie coming out, but you can't talk about it now because the movie's not out. Uh, so yeah, I yeah. think I think in the end there's maybe just a bunch of stuff for Kenner, like the classic stuff that is on hold. At le- let's let's be let's be positive about it. It's indefinitely on hold for the moment uh, and that you know the rest of it was afterlife stuff they just couldn't talk about it at this point I, yeah it's, and, like and I said, best case scenario march march <coughs> rolls around the movie comes out and all of the stuff that's on hold is suddenly the floodgates are opened they've been developing working on all this stuff for you know six to eight months now and yeah your your theory of it just being on hold uh then shows us like oh my they had so much in the works and now all of a sudden we've got uh, too much stuff that we know what to do with yeah. So, um, like I said, I was, I kind of found, I uh, took the, the, the gems as they found them sort of thing. Like, uh, the fact that the Ecto, <laughs> we're going to see more stuff yes. from the Ecto in the movie. Yay. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, it's always nice to get a little reaffirmation from Ernie that Ernie's going to be the new movie. Cause I think that's kind of what I just, there was just bits that. Yeah, uh, all those little tidbits. Uh, I I, part- I, like, I don't know. In if, Jason's, if, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. I was gonna say in, in Jason's little walk around. Um, you know, obviously we get to see the, um, the the car, and this is kind of the first time that we're getting an official walk around of the car and, and somebody talking about it. Uh, and he mentioned that they needed three uh, Cadillacs in order to do this, and they put a new engine into it, and we're getting all of this great behind the scenes stuff. Um, but a little detail, he said that they had to scan the original license plate, uh, to get the details right. So they pulled the Ecto-1 license plate, uh, out of, uh, the Sony archives from that first film and, and had to scan it in order to get it quite right. I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't even think about something like that. Um, uh, I'm yeah. not saying I'm a weird nerd pedant, but if I ever get a moment, I'm going to try and find some screen. <laughs> Uh, not the teaser because that that was an entirely different thing. But try to find some uh, shots of the back door of the Ecto as it appears in the movies because the logo, as they have it on the back door of the the Ecto that they showed off, has some very specific cracking lines in it. And I'm very <laughs> curious whether they just sat down and went, and there's a crack here, and there's a crack here, <laughs> like. <laughs> Just how crazy did you get with the detail? I want to uh, know. I mean, yeah, the, the weathered Ecto, it's kind of funny. So when you see it in, in full scale form, it's like, oh, man, that, that reads really well on camera. And then when you see the the uh, the Hasbro, uh, uh, you know, plasma series uh, version, they kept showing the close up of the um, the roof rack. And, uh, <laughs> and my daughter goes, why is it so dusty? And it, it is, it's just like they, they weathered it by getting those like kind of the speckles that like, uh, 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 paintbrush, like flail of, uh, you know, debris onto it. Um, so it's, it's kind of tough to do in a smaller scale, I think, but yes. 
Um, so anyway, so yeah, so Jason's walk around was very brief. You know, he, uh, just, I think maybe 30 seconds, 45 seconds at the most, like they kind of throw to him as, you know, here's Jason Reitman with an exclusive reveal. And he does a walk around of the car, talks about how exciting it is for him to be uh, jumping into this movie. Um, uh, talks about that. We're going to see the car do some serious stuff. Like you mentioned, uh, goes to the back of the car, uh, and at that rear cargo area pulls out, uh, an ectomobile. And, and, and it was a cool, the way that they did it, the way that he walked around the car, it was a very uh, great reveal of like, what's behind the door. I can't wait to see. Um, and, uh, and that, that's what it was. It was one of those, uh, you know, like, uh, <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Christmas. I want to see what it is. I want to see what it is. That anticipation <laughs> was killing me. And then, uh, and then he pulls out the, the one eighteen scale, uh, Ecto and I'm like, Oh, well, that's cool. Like there was, that, it was like, I, I want that, but it's not what I was expecting again. It was another one of those weird, like the, the entire panel was filled with those, like, that's awesome. But not what I was thinking it was going to be. Like I was expecting, uh, maybe something in the three, three quarter inch scale, uh, you know, where they were going to do, I don't know. Or that's when, the, that's when the Kenner, like the Ecto one revealed that they were going to do like a classic Ecto one that looks like Ghostbusters afterlife or something that it was going to yeah. be, you know, in the scale for the figures that they, they have been hyping up this entire time. Um, it, just very weird for it to be in a different scale. And I know that that's one of the things that a lot of people have been pointing out is that the scale well, of this thing is, is strange. It makes sense from a budgetary standpoint and from a production standpoint, you know, we can get into the business of it all, but like just from what they're doing, it's a very strange move. Well, kind of. Again, we don't know the details behind the, I don't, okay, so I don't collect like the, what do they call it? Jimmy Walker, Star Wars, Black Label, whatever in the hell it. It, the it Johnny is there. Lightning or what are you talking Johnny about? Walker Star Wars Johnny Walker. Black Label? Oh, the Black Label. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, fried. What am I doing? Uh, yes, I. They, I have told they re- the joke was over my head. The, I am it's all right. I'm it's sorry. okay. Yeah. Um, have they put out any vehicles for that? I mean, they just did a big Haslab for the Mandalorian Razor Crest, which was a three hundred and ninety nine dollar uh, okay but, purchase. But yeah, but I mean, that, they've, they've that's a doing, that, that's a playset, right? It's like a playset and a vehicle. They've also done like they did a, a snow speeder that's I think like in the hundred dollar range for the yeah. six inch scale uh, figures. And, but it's a snow speeder. It's still like half the size that an ectomobile. Yeah. Would be. See, I think I think people have just taken it for granted that when they release a series of stuff. Like as a, that the label is synonymous with we're all the same scale. It's like, so when they went to, to Ghostbusters and started calling it like the plasma series or whatever, they just automatically assumed that they were all going to be, uh, the six the, inch scale, everything, the six yeah. inch scale, everything. And, uh, but the, the Neutrona wand is also plasma series, right? Precisely. Okay. So right. sorry. Is that, I spoiled. I, all right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate me. I'm it sorry. Is. Isn't it? Let me, let me look at it here. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, I think it yeah. was. I think it is yeah, no, like no, a no, pl- no, Plasma Series. Spangles Neutron 1 Plasma Series. Okay. So Plasma Series to me, um, with with my non, non-action figure collector, collector eyes, um, I just assumed it was it was a label meaning uh, aimed at higher end collectors, not yeah. necessarily that it was about a shared scale. So people kind of got all shirty that the Ecto didn't fit the, 
the the only other f- uh, figures we've seen from the plasma series, which is yeah. the original Ghostbusters. And I mean, I had to stop and I had to go look it up and stuff like that. And everybody seems to have forgotten that Maddie Collector went. If you'd pay two hundred plus dollars and you don't have to give us the money now, just tell us you'd like it. We'll go make it at scale because what they forgot is that's a massive freaking vehicle. Like, and it really rolls. Yeah, it's it's almost it's essentially on par with what you and I are building with the Eagle Moss, right? Like scale wise, it's yeah, it's going to be huge. It's going to be like a kitchen table sized. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, for six for six inch scale, I think our Eagle Moss is pretty darn close to proper scale. Uh, but anyways, the point is, is that, you know, Eagle Moss and metal and all that aside, even if you made that out of plastic, what would the asking price for that be? Yeah. And people have already kind of, eh, at Blitzway and turned down Maddie Collector, right? Like, it's just, so if they, if he had said, you know, here it is, Plasma Series Ecto, and <laughs> it's a billion dollars. Like, I, again, I honestly think that Hasbro has paid attention to a lot of different things. Yeah, they watched and they learned. I think that Maddie collector probably factored into it and they went, no, we are not going to get our money out of making a one-to-one. And that was the other thing too. They're like, "Eh," like they didn't talk price, but in uh, the, the, (laughs) by the way, Hasbro, send us your PR stuff before the stream so we can share it with people <laughs> yeah. rather than and two hours. Forward as people are asking about it. No, yeah. no, no, not only that, two hours after Target sold out of the thing. Uh, okay. Like at that point yeah. it's pointless, but they sent us the text. It's a $50, it's a $50 car. The one they showed us and you know, the doors open and the gunner door and all that. And people are like, oh, it's not to scale. And it's no lights and sound. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So the point here was is that they – and this – oh, sorry. And this is my roundabout meandering. You'd think I was drinking, and I'm not. Um, I, I, I think this is another indicator that had things – the movie rolled out, they would – I this is – okay, podcast bet is what I'm trying to get at here. I think we're going to see figures, and they're going to be like old G.I. Joe 4-inch scale or whatever. They're going to fit with this car. Oh, that's oh, my podcast bet. I mean, yeah, that's that's a safe bet because we have like we saw those at Toy Fair, and that's I think I think well, that's that's exactly where they shot themselves in the foot is because we yep. know you and I know, but I don't think a lot of other people know that at Toy Fair they did show off that like three and three quarter inch scale, you know, aimed at sort of more the kids, uh, you know, that's kind of more in line with the real Ghostbusters retro action figures. Yeah. They have those smaller scale figures and they have an ectomobile that's coming with those. Like we've, yep. we've seen that. We know it has the gunner seat. We know that the figures are in scale for that. Uh, I, I think it may have softened the blow uh, just a little bit uh, if they had shown off some of those other offerings leading up to this so that it was it was understood like there is going to be an Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters Afterlife that is yep. in that three and three quarter inch scale. Um, and it is kind of a more simplified, looks like the Kenner version. Um, it's the proportions are a little off, but you know, we made it so that the play value, the toyetic properties of this thing are good. Um, but then also for your awesome Detoff bookshelf, uh, we have this item that is in the one eighteenth scale. That's extremely super detailed. Uh, it has the articulated gunner seat that has the molded proton pack and a lot more detail than, than the fright features version is going to have. Um, but but it's like if if that would have been how things unfolded, I think it would have helped maybe inform people a little bit better as opposed I, to like yeah. 
here's I, here's this ectomobile buy it right now at five o'clock and then at literally 501 it's yeah by the time i, I found I think, it it was already gone i think i think quite honestly some I, I, again time wise they didn't have a heck of a lot of time like i think if anybody had said let's talk about because those um other the ecto with the three and oh three quarter inch or whatever they are the stylized uh, kind of uh, kid targeted ones they're already out, right? They, yeah, because those are the ones that are popping up kind of in Canada right and a now, few other yeah. places. Yeah, and 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 what's funny is I think that they are referring to them as the Fright Features series or Fright series. Features collection or something like that. Yeah. So, right. so uh, I think I think I think honestly, this car was intended to be revealed along with another line of um, other stuff, other other yeah. stuff from the the Plasma series. Um, I mean, all, all of this but, said, but they can't I show wanted it because it's all movie related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Me too. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I wanted the Ecto. That was, I was, they, they had me in the bag. I wanted to buy both of these things. Um, and then five o'clock rolls around. Well, it was, uh, you know, three hours earlier here. But uh, so two o'clock rolls around here. And uh, I can't find either one of them. Um, searching through the Target uh, app and website, can't find it. Walmart can't find uh, the popper. Um, and uh, lo, and, lo and behold, I got the popper, but I didn't get the Ectomobile. A lot of people didn't get the Ectomobile. So a lot of people. Apparently, I, th- I I noticed it was sold out at twenty three minutes. So I rounded to, oh, it sold out in 15 minutes. And somebody else was like, it sold out in five. It was like, yeah, it was literally like in, in five minutes was gone. Um, so the demand is there for it. And that's that's one of the things I love. I have my uh, Hot Wheels Elite Ecto 1 and 1A. And I thought this was going to yeah. look fantastic right next to it. Um, in the same scale, looks like the, you know, the detailing and everything is very similar. So I thought they would look really good together. Um, but uh, lo I, and behold... Uh, this might happen. go a long way to pointing out too that what we were talking about is um, everything's up in the air and everything's been shuffled. A lot of people are bitching that, oh, why didn't they anticipate? Why didn't they blah, 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 et cetera. I think basically they sold what they knew that a first quick run could be made. And, yeah. the, and now that they know there's a demand, we'll see more. But I think it came down to you can run off. I don't know. I'm going to pull a number out of my butt and it's got no, no, uh, basis in reality. It was like, yeah, we we can run off 5,000 in two weeks <laughs> Yeah, or, and that's it. Like and, you and come back can, and talk the, to the us shipping, later. The cargo container can only hold 5,000 of these things and that's all we can get in the first yep. shipment or something like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like that's all, we, um, that's all we can. There's a lot of logistics between getting a factory tooled up, uh, tested, uh, moldings ready to go. Everybody okayed, signed off, start making this stuff, do a run, yeah. package it, put it in a cargo container, then ship it to like North America and then get it distributed to where it needs to go. That is not measured in weeks. It's measured in months. I was going to say that and it's not coming till January. And, and at that point, you know, March is right around the corner. I'm sure that there's going to be a whole lot of product that they're trying to find a yeah. way to make sure is on the shelves for that. So again, you're prioritizing like this is something for the die excuse me, the diehard collectors um, that we need to get out before, you know, the movie comes out. This is kind of like their sneak peek item. Um, But we also need to make sure that we have enough product that's coming three months later because that's when the movie launches and that's when we want to have everything out there on the shelves and we want to have, when people see the movie and they want to go buy the toys, we need to have that that stock in ready supply. So, yeah, I I don't know. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we would have a, a tough time swearing we are getting right when we're not really looking behind the curtain at the best of times. And right now with everything just 
so screwed <laughs> up and scattered around. No, that's just so. I don't know. People are complaining about bots. Sure, I guess oh, yeah, people are but, complaining about yeah. you know what they're getting for their money. Like, ah, I uh, there was a lot of complaining about you know Walmart too. I noticed you know because because of how the pre-orders on the uh, first wave of of retro figures was yeah. handled, everybody was sort of less than pleased to be going back and doing it again at uh, Walmart, which is understandable. Um, but you know, again, it is what it is. We, nobody is forcing us to purchase these uh, products. So, uh, if, if you don't want to give Walmart your business, you don't have to just don't do it. Um, but, uh, I did, I did want to go back. You mentioned behind the scenes and it triggered something. You and I have not had a chance to talk about this. And I wanted to, before we get too far away from Jason Reitman on the soundstage with the Ecto, um, you and I have never had a chance because of the way that we released episodes to talk about that photo on Instagram that, uh, Jason posted of the, oh. <laughs> the dissected Ecto one, um, that was carved into four pieces and the, the driving Ecto is what I've, I've learned it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, a buck, a buck car, a process car, um, but there was a lot of ire uh, th- because, oh my God, you killed the Ectomobile. Um, so I, I almost wonder if partially uh, Jason standing in front of a hero Ecto just to prove like, <laughs> look, it still is here and standing guys yeah. calm down. Uh, I doubt that was the case, but it, I think I think the timing kind of reads that way. Yeah. Um, but I think that was also uh, maybe po- probably filmed at the same time because they're on the same soundstage. I... I'm a big nerd and I love the interiors of sound stages. I know that that's a Sony soundstage based on the transformers that are the boxes that are in the background. Um, mm. and, and where they filmed the segment for the Hasbro PulseCon uh, segment, it's the same soundstage. So I wonder if they brought the cars that were here in LA onto the stage and they let Jason do whatever he wanted. So he probably had the process car there and this, this hero, you know, Ecto one, uh, that he ended up shooting with. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> Like the response to that. And I think I mentioned it in that whiskey talk that I, I quickly did, uh, before the role-playing, uh, episode aired, but it was just like, uh, people upset that it was a 61 Futura. Um, what are you guys doing? That's not even the right model. People that were upset that they carved up the car into a bunch of pieces. And yeah, you know, it, this was probably, it was a, a junker car that maybe just had, uh, literally just the shell, literally just the body. Yeah. I'm sure the chassis was totally screwed up and the engine was totally screwed up. And they probably said, look, this thing is, this is a, uh, we have to throw this to the junkyard. Like this is something that goes into the scrap heap. Um, unless we carve it up and then we can turn it into a process car where you can get camera angles and stuff in there that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to get. Um, so, uh, no, no 59, uh, hero Hollywood legendary cars were harmed uh, for the dissected <laughs> pr- uh, process car. Yes, um, you notice he made a very he gave a little history lesson, a very pointed history <laughs> lesson of there's a hundred of the correct cars, and we have hundred. three of them. Yeah, <laughs> so, back and, off. <laughs> and he's he's true. He they have three of them. We we have now confirmed they obviously have the original eighty four uh, you know Ghostbusters Ecto one that's in front of Ghost Core. Uh, they have the uh, Ecto one, the Hero Ecto one that Jason did this segment with uh, in front of uh, at the Hasbro PulseCon, and then we do know that they had a second car on set. Um, so, and then I guess on top of that, then you have the '61 that they dissected. So there's yes, four we, Cadillacs total. Uh, yeah, we learned way back on. when that uh, they bought 
it came out that they bought three new cars. They bought, yeah, they bought several cars because they had to piece things together. Um, so yeah, so I mean, so he's confirming that out of the 159 Miller Meteors, uh, they now have three of them in their possession, which is, is pretty cool. So, mm. um, so anyway, so I, I just, I, before we got too far from that soundstage, uh, anecdote, I wanted to make sure to get that yes. in because we didn't really get to talk about that. Um, and then, okay. So we come back from Jason's thing. Uh, I figured, okay, now is when we're going to get into, uh, this is going to be the rapid fire also coming in 2021 or, Hey, if you go to the Hasbro pulse website now, here's a few things that we've got up there again. Um, or that we're going to re-release the, uh, retro, uh, first wave of real ghostbusters figures at Christmas time, because we've seen pre-orders are going back up for December at, uh, at Walmart. If you want to get that first wave again. Um, so again, I was convinced that that was happening and no, they did another um, <laughs> hashtag proton stream, and then they called it a day. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm I don't know quite how and where to end things here, Chris. Just maybe with some <laughs> like what what have we learned? What have we all learned? What are we taking away from this? What do we learn? We learn that Ghostbusters is still kind of at the kids' table of of yeah, licensed fandoms. Yeah, uh, I, I think based upon this, we know that they're kind of trying to cater toward the younger generation and and also trying to appease us nerds. That's true. Yep, which is always incredibly difficult. Uh, I hope somebody at an executive level now. Maybe, maybe like the age of what's his name, who kind of straddled the two. If there's somebody that was kind of there at the end of the old days and heard all the war stories and then moved into the new era, can write a book someday explaining to us the, the trials and tribulations of transitioning from a toys for kids. And maybe at most we distinguish between, uh, infants, you know, early grade schoolers and then tweens to having to move into a, you know, uh, the high schoolers want some and then the grown up people want some and then the really old collectors that used to get them when they were kids want their yeah. super ones to like just cause um and, and the, you have to convince kids to play with toys now at this point so you're also like trying to overly sell oh, yes. the younger generation to put down their Nintendo <laughs> Switch for 10 seconds and play the damn toy uh, yeah uh, 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 there's a uh, I can't what's her Ashley something I can't remember she's on YouTube I don't know how the algorithm introduced me to her but she's I she's like 26 or something but she's technically a millennial and she started a series where she watches movies people are like you know you, you haven't seen this movie you should see this movie like Back to the Future and stuff like that and she she watched uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind and she got to the end and she was like, I loved it. This was great. Why didn't anybody tell me to watch this first? Because I guess she had kind of a bumpy road with uh, some of Mel Brooks, some she really uh, liked and yeah. some she wasn't so great on and all. This, is, this was amazing. I mean, I saw it was made in 1977. I thought, this <laughs> is going to be shit and I just, I broke out crying. Like, I spent all my time going, how do we make kids watch black and white movies? And now I'm like, how do we make kids watch movies period uh pre, yeah, it's pre-1995 <laughs> or something and it's, yeah. it's the same thing with toys too right like uh again that old anecdote i had about a friend working at taylor hey day working at toys r us and having to like physically damage cards so that there were there was actually stock on the shelves for the kids 
that wanted Star Wars toys versus the guys who were going to yeah. collect them slash scalp them sort of thing. And I don't think any of those problems have been 100%, uh, especially now that they're trying to solve those problems with here's the stuff for you and here's the stuff for the kids. And then <laughs> the, the, the adults are like, no, I don't like it. It's like, oh boy. <laughs> the, the adults are being kids about it and the kids are like, no, I don't play with toys anymore. The kids are being adults. The adults are being kids. What can you do? You can't please all the people all the time, <sighs> especially if you are in the toy business, it appears. Um, I, uh, we also learned that, um, and most likely because there's a movie about to come out, uh, I think all the lines that they showed off probably had some uh, amount of impact. Uh, maybe not so much as we think, because I think a lot of this stuff, people just happily buy online anyways. I don't even know how much they worry about stuff getting into stores. So in, you know, mid, midco uh, periods, I don't, I, I think they just. <laughs> I like how mid-co. that's just a thing. Let's just thing let's keep rolling with that. Yeah, midco inco. Let's just let's just call it preco and midco until we can all relax and call it postco. Postco. Um, the, I I think a lot of them had some shuffling to do and were impacted by it, but none of them have, uh, with the possible exception of the Mandalorian because that's about to drop soon. But even then, that is in such a large lineup of Star Wars stuff, you can shuffle that stuff around, and I don't think anybody would really notice when you're yeah. uh, when you're something like Ghostbusters and you got a movie coming out. Everything is just topsy turvy. Um, what else did we learn? I. Um, uh, on the one hand, it makes perfect sense that the PR people for the company uh, will uh, grab the reins because they don't want to they don't want to entrust their job to anybody else necessarily. But at the same time, I think uh, they're not all not always uh, Bill Bill and Pam Pam. We love you to death, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think I think I think they were too much in their own heads about yeah. you know, the, the as, as people who were busy making this stuff. And trying to get it out to the world that the missing component, particularly in a world where everybody's dialing in remote anyways, I think, I think maybe like if they had, had somehow figured out a way to get the popper into the hands of a actual child to show it off for this things would have done a little bit or to actually have like a, a fan collector you know, dial in to kind of talk and react to the, the yeah, Ecto and all I that. Mean, kind I'm of. always torn on that. Cause I don't, again, I say this as a fan who you and I have hosted stuff before too. Yeah. It's like, I, I say this as like a, a person who has been there and knows how difficult it is. But, yeah. um, I, I don't always want to say like, just put a fan in there and have them do it because it is good to get other, uh, uh perspectives on things. And, um, you know, it was, it was interesting yeah. having the Peter Cullen, Frank Welker discussion before this, cause you're watching that and they had a marketing guy moderating that conversation. Um, and it was very, uh, PR marketing driven. You could tell that that's, that's his forte. And he was talking about certain things in a very kind of clinical perspective. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the fan is going to give you the sort of more, in-depth uh questions but it may not be quite accessible to the to the larger audiences so it's it's tough yeah, it's it's imp- it's, imp- it's really yeah it's it's tough it's imperfect i don't even know necessarily that putting a fan in there on the ecto is necessarily best but i honestly think the popper thing really i think it needed a little bit more than just going here it is and you're gonna love it right and then yeah, let's move needed, on like it, it needed somebody in there you know what it needed is is 
and and it's it's a staple of the San Diego Comic Con panels now. Is it needs a celebrity nerd, celebrity nerd, yeah. so like somebody who is a fan who is also media trained and can get in there and and talk about things. You know your. Yeah. Yvette Nicole Browns, your Chris Hardwick's, your like the the people that host those panels, um, who can talk with a deep and intimate knowledge and from a fan perspective, yeah, um, but also can speak in layman's terms and they're not going to start talking about psychokinetic energy meters and why is the you know you don't want to get into that territory, um, but that that ghost popper needed a second person in the room for their sole job was to get a foam yellow marshmallow, uh, popped off their head. Like they really, I'm I'm not kidding. Like they basically, here's this cool replica of a role-playing toy. And I I think, like I said, they just kind of flipped a coin in their heads that they were going to try to sell it to people who had them when they were kids. Honestly, I don't, other than like literally collector collectors that try to find the originals and all that, I don't know. I think really the target was adult collectors with kids like you that would go, I'm now going to get I'm, one for yeah, my I'm child. passing this on. Yeah. And that requires, <laughs> that, like, let's be honest, you'd be buying two. Uh, she would have demanded that you buy two <laughs> if, if somebody had gotten a piece of foam uh, bounced off their head. Yes. Yeah. I, and well, and I think the other thing that contributed to that is she recognizes that from the toy that we play with at Christmas. So she saw Precisely. it and she's like, I want that. So if, again, like you said, they did kind of show it off. I think, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, Pam and, and Bill had them, uh, and they kind of like fired a couple of the pellets off. Um, yeah. but it's just like, yeah, you're, you're right. The, the way that things unfolded, I know that it's so difficult when it's live and I know that they yep. had, 20,000 other moving parts, uh, among this, uh, you know, not to mention the fact that they were having technical difficulties leading up to this, that yeah. sure. Uh, it's, and it's so, very and somebody, difficult. And somebody harping on them about timeline, like scheduling and all that sort yeah. of thing. Pre preco, um, those two would have been in the room and they just would have shot them at one another. Yeah. And like I said, I think that would have been like a hundred percent, a big oh, step dude, up totally. in showing those things yeah. off. Um, so again, it's not their fault. I, like, I, I'm just talking specifically about, uh, and like I said, uh, like HasbroCon is great, but I think it's targeted at, you know, like adult disposable income uh, collectors. That's 100%. True. As, Pe- people as who a, can scrape up this cash to pay for it the same day that they learn that it exists. That's yeah, the, as, yeah, as opposed to, try, you know, like... Like, let's be honest, that popper, uh, in another life, it lived and died. It lived very well. Let's be honest. It sold very, very well. Why? Cause it was in catalogs every, like Toys R Us yeah. had their Christmas catalog. Sears put out their Christmas catalog. Like it lived on the fact that kids grabbed the media that they were most familiar with and circled it and went, Santa, bring me that. And I don't know. It's a weird one that you're showing off a toy that, like I said, is aimed at, at, you know, uh, you know, five to eight year olds and, um, yeah, I don't think five, many five to eight year olds were tuning in for this thing. So it's, it's kind of yeah. a strange, strange beast. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm again, I'm happy to have it. I'm happy that the ghost popper is oh, something yeah. that can be readily purchased uh, again. And, um, it, again, it gives me hope for what's coming next year in terms of the, the nostalgia and, and that sort of retro feel and throwback to all of the stuff that, that we had as kids that now they're trying to pass on to the next generation. So yeah, yeah probably many more things like that to come. 
Um, it's just unfortunately that we just got those two reveals uh, today and that was about it. But obviously, I mean, we've, we've now talked an hour here and there was a lot yep. to dissect from, from the panel. Yep. Um, I think my text to you was, boy, that was long. Uh, it just felt like it, it felt like it dragged on. And I think it was just because there weren't that many reveals and I, it's it's stuff that I love to hear and it's stuff that I love to pour over, but I think because your anticipation is so high for the the product reveals and show me the stuff that's coming out, um, it would be like watching an Apple uh, event and they don't announce anything and it's yeah. like an hour long and you go, well, wait a minute. Um, Just, I for, almost forgot and you reminded yeah. me now because my brain is starting to prepare for a final thought. Uh, so I'll get back to part of this for final thought. But the opening animatics that they had. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about uh, that at all. Did you notice that the lead in to the, the, the Ghostbusters part over the TV, there's a banner that reads... <laughs> Happy Ghostbusters, Happy Ghostbusters Day. Day. I did Which notice that. Which lends itself to the, again, the discussion we had that all this stuff was timed very different. Yeah. Like, I think part yeah. of this is, I, I, I'm, I think uh, Ghostbusters at HasbroCon uh, was probably planned for a lot of entirely different things. And they already had stuff lined up. Like, maybe some of what we saw now was stuff for Ghostbusters Day. And like I said, everything is now shuffled. So... Yeah, uh, like I, I, said, I, I, I forgot I all of, about that. It, yeah. yeah, it it registered, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." But then I figured maybe it was just like, yeah. Uh, but you're right. That this was probably something that they had lined up for Ghostbusters Day, which actually that would make a whole lot of sense now because if they said that the line was announced in August, yeah. Ghostbusters Day being two months prior to that, maybe they hadn't quite figured things out. They had already tooled all of those figures, as we learned in this panel. So. Yeah, I, I think that video was intended for us to see <laughs> quite some time ago. Yeah. Uh, a trash, a Slimer trash can or not, which you may be getting to. That may be your final thought. I don't want to step on that. Um, Sorry, what but, was my uh, fatal, favorite thought? What? Uh, oh, yeah. What What final thought? It's, it, hmm? it's, it's late and my brain... <laughs> My phone didn't accidentally disconnect. My brain did for a second. So please, what did you just say? <laughs> I, I thought you were going to come back to the Slimer trash can for your final oh, thought. Shh, quiet. That is actually my final thought. All right. Well, there you go. And then okay. I thought, and then I thought you were playing coy, like telling me to forget it. Anyway, no, no, no. We're going to cut to the bumper here and get. <laughs> Wait another minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470 242 That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Is dead. No kidding, just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Yeah, uh, Chris, filming that um, that Neutrona wand uh, unboxing thing, being by myself in front of a camera talking to myself, I realized I can't put a sentence together lately. And, and it's been amazing that we've been able to stumble through how many podcasts now over the past six months uh, with 
some success. I, I feel like maybe we're talking somewhat sensically. See, there you go. Point in case. Um, but, or case uh, in point. Case in point. As, as it may be. As it may be. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I, I, going back to the, the whiskey talk thing, it really meant a lot to me. I uh, it, it wasn't just because I was drinking whiskey. I was just being honest and pouring my heart out. And a lot of people did reach out saying... Um, you know that the the door swings both ways. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us and and you need somebody to talk to, we are here for you. And a lot of people offered uh, vice versa to uh, you know have somebody to talk to. If if you and I are just <laughs> at our wits end and and need to vent, uh, so it, it really meant a lot to me. Especially you know J- uh, Jason Bishop was one of those guys that sent me a really long uh, text, and it, it meant the world to me. Um, and then as things so often happen at work from home. Um, I didn't get a chance to respond to him. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Did I offend you? No, Jason, that, that meant the world to me. And I wanted to shout you out here on the air just because it was it was the, the coolest thing uh, for somebody to to hear. Like, hey, you guys mm-hmm. are, you're really helping. And uh, d- doing this podcast uh, is, is helping a lot of people. So um, so I, I thank you to everybody who yeah. who sent me words of encouragement to continue to encourage you and I on this podcast. It, it does mean a lot. That's that's all I really look for. More feedback. Just just let us know you're listening and what you like and don't like, and that's all. That's really all I need. Yeah, I, I feel like that's it's tough because we're so isolated as it is because of things at the moment, and we sort of operate in a void. We put this out there, and we don't know how many of you listen to it because that's how podcast metrics work. We have kind of an estimate of X amount of thousand of people you listen, but. Um, yeah, so so feedback always helps us, and mm-hmm. especially in those ones where it's like, here you go, here's my heart on a sleeve. Um, I, I I did have reservations after that went up uh, Sunday night, and I was like, did I was was I too honest? Was was I telling <laughs> telling too much of my dirty laundry here? But um, so yeah, so uh, I just wanted to before I, I jump to your final thoughts, I just wanted to thank everybody for for that, and then also for the words of encouragement on the unboxing video uh, because. Uh, as mentioned there, and, and Chris will probably talk about it next week. You know, Hasbro was kind enough to send us these. Wanted to do something um, to, uh, to to show it off in video form, and uh, I was like, "All right, I'll do this." The the Twitter uh, users have spoken. We did a poll, and they were like, "We want to see a YouTube unboxing video." And I was like, "Oh God, okay, here we go." Um, so uh, yeah, so so again, thanks for the words of encouragement uh, on that front. But uh, all right, that's enough blubbering from me, uh, Chris Stewart. What do you got in terms of final thoughts this week? Uh, my final thought is what did everybody think of the our dabbling in the world of role playing games it's so good it's so much fun I, I had a lot I, of fun I tip my it cap took a lot to you work. man like, I know that you worked so hard and tirelessly and that the whiskey talk thing came up because uh, it just got to the to the zero hour and we threw a couple of curveballs at you like hey can you finish part two at the exact same time uh, because our partners want to launch at the same time which makes total sense um and yeah. you, you rolled with it, man. You you got it done, and and it sounds wonderful. It plays wonderfully. You made some great comedic uh, edits in there that uh, I was like, oh, I don't. It, maybe I just don't remember that happening when we were playing. But you you cut it to a point where I was like, oh, that was such a great little like one two punch uh, of comedy. Um, it, it was it was fun doing that. Um, yeah, because part of it, I it was it, it was cool because all of us were on separate tracks, so we just played and we could talk over one another and it didn't interfere with things. But then listening back to it, I was kind of like, 
we both had good things to say. Maybe I'll just slide things <laughs> slide along a little over. bit and you can hear what we're saying. Like that, um, was, that was the hardest part I want to say is just like not wanting to upstage you and not want like I, I would think of a joke and then I would want to jump in. But then it was like, ah, oh, but I, I, I got to give Chris a joke. Like it's it's uh, no, just, I wanted to Harold Ramis that I wanted to give you the joke. Um, and then you had something that was even better and I was like, okay, I'm glad that that happened. Or I would jump in and be like, you know, ah, man, I should have let Chris say something there. But the, the other thing that, uh, took a lot of time too, was just the, the sheer amount of, uh, I'm, and like hats off to, to Cap and Doug, because I'm, I'm sure they have to do the exact same thing, which is when you're playing a role-playing game, there is going to be a lot of just air <laughs> and yeah. people going, uh, well, <laughs> rolling six hmm, dies exactly and, a, and a ghost die, and you're sitting there going like <clears throat> six, 12, 15, 21, 23, <laughs> and a ghost die. Like, <laughs> trying to do the counting. Yeah, I was, I was glad that you, you cut around a lot of that too, or it was like a, a couple of people <laughs> pointed out that uh, they kind of uh, echoed Doug's uh, thinking, which is uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you kind of got the rust knocked off you because you were kind of a little too hard on yourself. And now that maybe that we've done it, they're like, "Go do it again." So Troy's not so so nervous <laughs> about it. I'm like, yeah, let's go do that, that again. Was tough. I mean, uh, <clears throat> doing the video that I hadn't done uh, since high school it was the exact same situation here. It was like I hadn't played a role playing game since uh, probably sophomore year of high school. Yeah. yeah, I can't even. I can't remember. I certainly um, don't have a lot of time for them these days either. But yeah. uh, it was, it's always fun. I do like doing sound stuff. I'm not exactly a, a professionally or a trained sound guy. So, I mean, I am kind of faking it in a bunch of areas, but it's always fun to do a little bit of sound like this. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot. Actually, what bugged me the most is a couple times I was like, what is she shooting now? <laughs> is that in the video game? Yeah, that <laughs> one's in the video game. Okay. So I'll go find that and I'll do that. What do you mean a shotgun sound? Oh, God, you go find it. <laughs> Just, uh, I don't go. Yeah. Uh, but what I was most pleased by was Doug's whole bit about uh, me running to the car to get the equipment and that the crowd outside is like, you know, what's going on? All this. <laughs> I actually, I spent so much time just thinking of lines, <laughs> plugging them into YouTube and then seeing what came back. <laughs> and what I found was some guy at Coachella being followed around by a friend of his and every. It was a it was a master clip of him just turning to her, going, "Did you get it? Did you get it?" So he was perfect. I had this nice clean the line of some guy in the crowd yelling, "Did you get it?" Oh, that <laughs> whole sequence of like having to run back to the car like twenty times that still gets me. Um, and the the one that I really loved is everything worked so like so perfectly in order and then there was that one bit where you started talking to me and i'm like i think technically i'm still out of the car <laughs> so i edited it to hear the door close and you're like all right trucky i think i'm gonna take the shot and i just i actually recorded myself here in the basement <laughs> what i can't hear you i shouldn't i shouldn't talk about the stuff that i made myself laugh about but that was no uh, no that uh i mean and and for those of you that haven't listened to it yeah it's the part one is about an hour and a half and that's on our stream uh here in the crossrip feed um and then if you go to the gb resurrection uh feed just in your podcast apps a uh, search for them uh they yeah. put it up on the exact same day so you can just hop over and listen to part two over there but that's a that's a good uh, good three hours of listening there yeah, three hours plus that's, um that's a good commute but like I say, uh, if you if you are a fan of Ghostbusters Resurrection already and you're not 
supporting them on Patreon uh, if you can. Ah, oh, man, do it. Because, yeah, it's a lot of hard work. Like, they put out a dozen or so per season, and I'm like... <laughs> like oh my god two episodes nearly killed me <laughs> and Doug's Doug, it's no wonder Doug's like please wait I'm almost done please uh, wait yeah, I'm almost done I am still working on season three because <laughs> it takes me six weeks <laughs> to do one episode yeah and and if we've if we've directed you there and you really like listening to us yeah go back and listen to their stuff because it's the same thing like they they uh, him and the, the the Florida team go on uh, mad adventures and you know he drops in music and sound effects so it's got a it's kind of a nice mix between listening to your pals role play do a role playing game while at the same time a little bit of you know uh, 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 theater of the mind with with some old school radio play tricks and all that uh, and then yeah if you're really into it again just go support them on Patreon because yeah. that's not the only one they do they've done like Lovecraft series they got a new uh, I can't remember. Kate, Kate something, K eight. I oh damn it! I should have written it down. They started. They're starting a new series. Um, what is it? Oh yeah, Doug was talking about. It. I should look. No, you know what? I'm not gonna look it up. You guys go look it up. It's on the Omni, the nerdy show. Um, uh, uh, but it's him doing a role playing game with one person, like one friend. It's like. I'm like, I don't know what, like, these days it's like, oh, there's a million and one, you know, there's the adventure, uh, not the adventure hour. Thrilling um, adventure hour, yeah. Not the thrilling adventure hours. Um, oh, the, 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 the gentleman playing with their dad. So, you know, three three brothers and their dad oh, are playing. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Vancouver's got a pretty good one, adventure.exe, it's pretty good. There's a lot of different... Uh, in nerd poker, although that's probably on, I think that's been on Hayes for ages, ages sort of thing. But there's a lot of podcasts about listening to people role play. And I'm like, I don't think there's much left to do. And then Doug's <laughs> like, I'm going to run one friend through a thing. I'm like, okay, there is All more right. stuff to do. Yeah, we got, we got plenty of stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, my, my specific final thought is this goes back to the, the, the Hasbro PulseCon. Um, <laughs> Uh, Hasbro PostCon, that, that little animatic, the one that had the, the banner for Happy Ghostbusters Day. Uh, two things. One, nobody puts like one of those um, miniature office food court style garbage bins in the living room, I don't think. <laughs> and definitely they don't put it next to the TV. But in this case, they did. And two, this one is a Slimer head with the mouth opening there you put the... Okay. Do not show us stuff <laughs> that we cannot buy. <laughs> Unless it's Ever. become a reality. Like, and the thing is, is like, they could have done anything else, like a little Slimer on a shelf. And in our brains, we go, oh, that's the stuff Slimer. I got three of those. You know, like, it could have been any, a little staple. Oh, that's the action figure. Whatever. It's like, no, it's the garbage bin Slimer. And it's like, needle scratch. It's like, yeah, no, they've never, never made that. And I kind of like it. Can I have one? It's like, no. We... I don't know what was going through that an the animator's head. It was like, oh yeah, I put it in the garbage bin. It's got Slimer's head. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it well, does great. kind of I read as like you know the people who have the Hardee's displays and things like that in their collection. Like that, that's yeah. kind of what it read to me is like, oh, it was a fast food uh, Slimer garbage. I think I was too preoccupied with them greeting <laughs> out the Cheez Its and the Twinkies uh, and yeah. trying to fixate on what they named them uh, in order to get them to read. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I no, mean, I, Slimer trash can. Why not? There's got to be I'm, a licensor out there that would do a trash can like that. Like, there has the, to be. The same one that's making the, the candy bowl. Come yeah. on. I, make me I a mean, it's, it's just one more step. you got to put the trash bin underneath it. It's the exact same mold. Exactly. Yeah. doesn't yeah. even have to be a big one. Like, just make us yeah. a little by-your-desk one that's, you know, like a 
you know, 10 gallon size yeah. or whatever. That's not, not nothing much. It's something that we can put our. Give um, the man his Slimer trash can and I some socks slimer. that fit his ankles and his shins. Uh, for the, that's right. For the love <laughs> of God. Think of all the other people with the tube socks. That's right. Look, it's one of these days somebody's going to get trapped under a car and I'm going to have to hulk out and lift it. <laughs> and I really don't want. <laughs> to destroy my Ghostbusters <laughs> and your socks knee-high are just socks. gonna start fraying like the Incredible Hulk, and it's just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. I can't lift a car. If I was the Hulk, it'd be like the uh, the, the End Game one. Just uh, uh, bang, yeah. flip. Uh, seems gratuitous. Uh, oh boy. But anyways, that was my final thought. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, well, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, I know that everybody had some opinions. We put them up on social media, but uh, send us your voicemails because we'll do some voicemails next week on Hasbro. Uh, PulseCon, the reveals, if you were able to get stuff, if you weren't able to get stuff. Um, and if you did get stuff, how and what were you able Like, did you get the Ecto and when did you purchase it? How many <laughs> did you get? Because I want one still, and I'm sure they'll be out in March. I'm just impatient. So um, hit us up, uh, call that voicemail, and uh, we'll play those next week. And until then, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We got Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Cats. Hit that hashtag proton stream. Hashtag proton stream. Hashtag proton stream.